0: Christmas with Henry, Episode 6, Written and Read by Michael Young Charlie slept most of the next day, and when he wasn't sleeping, he took his boys aside and explained as best he could what had happened to their mother. He held them close, no longer able to hold back his agonized tears. Instead of the usual Christmas Eve festivities, he, his parents, and his son simply read the story of the birth of Jesus before bed. And went to sleep as usual. Charlie could not find rest that night, as his mind replayed the week's events over and over. When he finally slipped out of bed, a little after the kids usually got up for Christmas, he found the house dark and silent. He walked to the window with slow steps and drew back the curtain so he could see out to the east. The sun peeked over the horizon, making the snow-covered hills and streets glisten like something Off the front of a christmas card though it was a beautiful scene something seemed missing it took him a moment to realize what it was but then it dawned on him bells he muttered the scene was completely silent not like the one that henry had described it wasn't something they did around here but with all his heart charlie wished otherwise he stared at the scene for a few seconds more when he realized that there was one place around here where he could hear bells. It was Sunday morning and Christmas Day, and so that little church near the hospital could hardly go without a service of some kind. Knowing this was possibly the only thing that could comfort him this morning, Charlie threw on some clothes and a coat and then scrawled a note to his parents before slipping out the front door. The sun continued to rise, and by the time he reached the park, it shone at its full brightness out of the clear sky, making for a radiant Christmas morning. He approached the bench, where he and Henry had talked so many times, barely believing his eyes when he saw the old man sitting there, bundled in a heavy coat trimmed with fur. Henry, Charlie called. What are you doing here? It's Christmas morning, Henry turned his face a mix between peace and solemnity. Where else would I be, my friend? This is the best place in the city to listen to bells. Charlie approached with eager, though cautious steps through the unploughed path. That was my thought, too. I remembered your story about hearing the bells on Christmas morning. I thought it might be nice to recreate it. It's the only thing I could think of to do. He sat and looked toward the church, strictly avoiding the sight of the nearby hospital. They sat in silence for a few moments before Charlie turned. You never did finish that story of yours. you just slept up and were about to write something. Yes, said Henry with a nod. Charlie waited, leaning forward to hear the rest, but nothing came. Well, could you tell me about it? What could you write at a time like that? I need to know. Henry raised a hand and pointed to the distant church. Listen. From across the park, the gentle pealing of bells floated to them, forming the lines of a familiar carol. Henry sung along with a calm, reverent voice to match the timbre of the bells. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Their old familiar carols play, And wild and sweet the words repeat Of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And thought how as the day had come The belfries of all Christendom Had rolled along, The unbroken song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Till ringing, singing on its way, the world revolved from night to day. A voice, a chime, a chant sublime of peace on earth, good will to men on this last verse he rose from the bench and raised his hands to the sky on each verse the bells had grown louder and wilder so that their tones thundered through the air henry's voice changed with them becoming fraught with anguish then, from each black accursed mouth, the cannon thundered in the south, and with the sound, the carols drowned of peace on earth could will to men. and mocks the song of peace on earth, good will to men. The bells rang out a long, discordant chord that died away and left the air silent. Charlie stood, reaching out to Henry. Though he had sung the song before, he did not recognize all of the verses. This couldn't be how it ended. His mouth dropped open to protest. But before he could find anything to say, Henry turned to him. A beaming smile on his face, the bells, the bells from the church echoed his joyful countenance. Then peals the bells, more loud and deep, God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth. Good will to men. Even after Henry's voice died away, the bells crescendoed into a final jubilant refrain. Henry waved his arms like a conductor, ending with both arms stretched toward heaven. He froze for a moment as the bells died away, and only when the tones had completely dissipated did he lower his arms. Turning to face Charlie, Henry reached into his coat and withdrew a small package wrapped in shiny gold paper. Charlie made no move forward, but looked from the church and back to Henry. His heart racing and his mind reeling. You wrote that? How How did you do that? Henry grinned, his hand still outstretched. As I might have mentioned before, I am friends with the music director at the church. He agreed to a special performance this morning. I imagine it could be heard for miles around. Charlie shook his head. No, no, I I mean, how can that be the song that you wrote that morning? How can that be the end of the story? The man who wrote that song lived and died decades ago. I've seen it in our hymn book. "'Smile, gentle and kind, "'Henry stepped forward and placed the golden box in Charlie's hands. "'My dear friend,' his voice was full of warmth, "'I have treasured our time together and will always cherish it. "'Christmas is a time of miracles, "'and you can tell me that Ebenezer Scrooge "'was the only one ever to be visited by a Christmas spirit.' "'Charlie accepted the box and drew in a breath to respond.' Just then the wind whipped up around them, tossing swirling snow all around them like a white whirlwind. Raising his arms, Charlie covered his face, gripped by uncertainty and doubt. The sudden storm, however, did not last long. The wind ceased, the snow settled, and he found himself alone, still clutching the box. He looked in all directions, but found himself alone. Henry! he cried henry no one replied bewildered charlie settled down onto the bench letting the box drop into his lap he was not completely convinced that he was not still in the middle of a long winter's nap experiencing a strange but marvelous dream but if it were a dream it was the most vivid he'd ever had for he felt every moment of the chill of the air on his skin and the roughness of the bench, and heard every tone of the glorious music. Unsure of what to do, he reached down and unwrapped the paper from the box, carefully, so as not to tear it. It revealed a square wooden box of polished wood, like he had seen for a music box. A variety of bells in motion adorned the box, as it captured in the middle of a song— His anticipation built more than it had for any other Christmas present since he'd been a young boy, and Charlie opened the box and saw a silver cast bell with a slim handle resting on a velvet cushion. He leaned forward. He leaned in closer and saw that there were words engraved on the bell, his heart filling with wonder. He picked it up and spun it around between his thumb and forefinger in order to read them all. God is not dead. Or does he sleep? As he read it, the clapper and the bell swung back and forth, producing a clear tone. It was a Christmas present unlike any other he had received, and he knew just where it belonged. He would make sure that it occupied the place of honor on the Christmas tree every year. As he moved to place the bell back in the box, he noticed a folded sheet of paper, contained in the underside of the lid, He replaced the bell, took the paper, and unfolded it. There, carefully written letters composed a short message. Dear Charlie, I hope this gift will serve as a reminder of our time together. Look to see me no more, but if you will think on me from time to time and sing my song when Christmas rolls around each year, I would be eternally grateful. Now I leave you with some of the words that I penned long ago. A psalm of life, which I feel may bring comfort to your heart. Farewell, my friend. Tell me not in mournful numbers, life is but an empty dream. For the soul is dead that slumbers, and things are not what they seem. Life is real, life is earnest, and the grave is not its goal. Dust thou art, to dust returnest, was not spoken of the soul. Not enjoyment, not sorrow, is our destined end or way, But to act that each tomorrow find us farther than today. Art is long and time is fleeting, And our hearts, though stout and brave, Still, like muffled drums, are beating funeral marches to the grave. In the world's broad field of battle, in the bivouac of life, Be not dumb-driven cattle, be a hero in the strife, Trust no future, however pleasant. Let the dead pass bury its dead. Act, act in the living present. Heart within and guard o'erhead. Lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. Footprints that perhaps another, sailing all life's solemn maim, a forlorn and shipwrecked brother, seeing shall take heart again, let us then be up in doing, with a heart for any fate, still achieving, still pursuing, learn to labor, and to wait. I assure you, my friend, that though the night seems long, joy cometh in the morning. Your affectionate friend, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Charles replaced the note and closed the box, blinking rapidly to dispel tears. It was a miracle. And Charles would make sure that he would spend every moment remaining in this life. And Charles would make sure that he would spend every moment remaining in this life, trying to live worthy of it. He stood and looked at the hospital one last time and then to the church before turning to join his family, walking purposely with long strides, leaving a trail of deep footprints through the snow.